Welcome to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm here with Alma. We love to have real, honest, and raw conversations about life and everything that goes with it. And, just like in any good friendship, nothing is off-limits. This week, we're going to kind of continue our conversation from where we left off last week um, and just go into a little bit more... Uh, maybe some lies that we as women believe about ourselves and then several other things. Yeah. So last week we discussed a lot about weight and Mm -hmm. uh, misconceptions about what we believe about people who weigh more or less than us. Um, Filters, we discussed filters Mm -hmm. and how they affect how we view our skin and our bodies in general. Um, So I think kind of going off of that, looking at the lies that women believe about themselves, I think a big one that we touched, but we didn't really go into detail, um, is that we believe that weight equals beauty. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a really big thing. I feel like society in general just really looks at women who weigh a smaller amount and defines them as beautiful or gorgeous but then doesn't use those same words to describe women who might have a few more numbers on the scale. Yes. Um, Instead, I've heard words, brave. Yeah. It's your body. You shouldn't have to be brave to be you, to show your body. Yeah. Why would we tell someone who's, I don't know, let's let's say a size small. Why do we tell us, would somebody tell us size small? Oh, you're so brave for posting pictures of yourself. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, I don't I've never seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless I think that brings a whole other aspect. Um mm-hmm. look at uh maybe disabled people or people who have body differences. Yeah. Uh maybe they had to have an amputation for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even if they did, that still doesn't mean that they have to be brave in order to post a picture of themselves because that is who they are. Why wouldn't they be authentic? Yeah. Um, they're, they want to be their real selves. Yeah. Um, and then I think that leads back to instead of believing that weight or the way we look is beauty, authenticity equals mm-hmm. beauty. Mm-hmm. Being ourselves equals beauty. Yes, for sure. I think that definitely society tells us that we have to fit a mold and be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, and if you don't, you're not beautiful. If you're if you're too loud, Crystal, don't be so loud. That's not that's not pretty. Yeah. Yeah, don't be too much. Yeah. And we believe a lie that we need to fit a mold in order to be liked mm-hmm. by other people. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really true. But the world needs more unique individuals. Mm -hmm. We can't all look the same. We can't all sound the same. No one... We would get very bored. Yeah. If all we heard was everybody regurgitating the same information, Mm -hmm. um, everybody looking the same. There's... Yeah. Yeah, everyone should be celebrated for their own unique personality and abilities and like recognize what each individual person brings to the table instead of trying to all be the same and be that cookie cutter um, type of person. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. We all have so many different things that we bring to the table Mm -hmm. that not everybody else does. Yeah. And uh, another lie, (laughs) just going straight into another one, I think that women often fall into believing that we have to be good at everything. And that's just simply not possible. No one, woman or not, can be good at everything they do. Mm -hmm. As moms, sometimes we think that with our kids, like, I don't know, you always hear about the mom who does it all, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. You can't do everything, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be good at everything. Yeah. Um, every family looks different. If your husband does more of the cooking in your family than you do, but then you contribute in other ways more than he does, that's okay. No family needs to look exactly the same. No Mm -hmm. family is exactly the same. Everybody has different talents that they bring to the table. And if your husband is better at cooking, why wouldn't your husband cook? Yeah. For his sake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's so true. But that's just an example. Yeah. There's so many other aspects of life where if you're not good at something, it's okay to delegate it to someone else. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put pressure on yourself to get good at it. Instead, focus on what you are good at. Yeah. And when you can focus on that and contribute that, you're blessing your family so much. You're blessing the people around you so much mm-hmm. um, with what you're contributing to their lives. Yeah. Kind of going back to something you had mentioned, you mentioned about being a mom and that pressure. And that is so true. As a mom, there's this intense pressure to make sure your kids are always, you know, clothed. Well, I mean, yeah, clothed, but like, (laughs) you know, dressed nicely is what I meant by that. So making sure your kids are always dressed nicely and you know, don't have dirty faces and um, well-behaved, making sure your house is clean, your laundry is done, there's no dishes missing, and you have a gorgeous gourmet meal on a table every night. Like, there isn't an and Your house has to be nicely decorated also. That's another thing. That's a big pressure that I don't think a lot of people talk about. It is. Yeah, there is just simply no need for us to be uh, good at doing it all. Yeah, I agree. Wow, there's just so many lies that we believe that are just, they just aren't true. They simply aren't true. One of the things that comes to mind is one of the lies that especially women believe, I think, is the whole, oh, wow, you really let yourself go. Yeah. I think we should just like completely kibosh that phrase. Like, Nobody ever gets to use that again. I agree with you. (laughs) If you use that phrase, like, just take it out of your vocabulary, put it in the trash can. You don't have to do it gently. Just chuck it in there. Yeah. I don't think we ever look at our bodies and are like, "Eh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. We care too much. Yes, we do. We do care too much. And then it's presented as, oh, not caring enough. And also, I think something else that goes along with that is it's not letting yourself go. It's giving of your body. You give of your body in so many ways. Like, for example, if you have children, you have given of your body to grow and birth and nurture those children. And that's not letting yourself go. Yeah, that's a really good way to reframe it. That's a really good way. Yeah. 
to look at it and you have given so much for your children in that scenario. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I think also just there's so many aspects of how that can play out in like, oh, you giving of yourself to your job, but then it has a mental stress and that can have a toll on your body also. And just so many other things like what's going on emotionally. Are you working through trauma? Are you trying to heal from a sickness or whatever? All of those things are giving of your body, not you're not letting yourself go because you're giving of your body in order to get something else. Yes. And I think this leads into something that really annoys me is when people say like, well, but it's for false advertising if like, yes. yeah, you get married and then two years later you've gained weight. Yeah. Um, I think going back to giving, our bodies go through seasons no mm-hmm. matter what. It doesn't matter if you've gotten married or not. Our bodies go through seasons all the time. We're mm-hmm. constantly changing. We're constantly growing. And if we reach a season that is very mentally challenging and we're going to prioritize that aspect of our lives, maybe we don't have quite as much time to work out or we don't have quite as much time to cook exactly how Mm -hmm. we want to cook. That is a season. It doesn't mean you're not going to get back to working out like you used Mm -hmm. to. It doesn't mean you're not going to get back to cooking all your healthy, organic food, but it's a season. And so when people say like, well, it's false advertising, I... That annoys me so much because every body, every human goes through seasons. Yeah. It, when you marry someone, when you start dating someone, when you are with someone for the rest of your life, you signed up for every version of them. Yeah. You didn't marry them or get into a relationship with them expecting them to look that way for the rest of their life. Yes. I've never heard vows where somebody said, I'll stay with you as long as you look like this. If you don't look like this 10 years from now, we're over. Yeah. Who would put that in in marriage vows? Yeah. You know, but then it sometimes becomes this expectation that people have. I know not all guys, but some guys do expect their wife or their partner to maintain however she looked when they got together. And that is an unfair expectation to put onto somebody. But also, I think more often it's that we as women put that expectation on ourselves. Sometimes we even think that our partner expects that when they don't. Yeah, that kind of reminds me when I was too young to be reading marriage books. I don't know how I got a hold of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I found some marriage books. I can't even remember where anymore. Um, And they were from a different time. Some of the statements made really affected I was, I don't know, I think I was 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're starting to think about your future. Yeah, it's such a formative time. Yes. And and when something dramatic happens, it kind of stays in your brain for a long time after that. Um, And in these books, it talked about that it's the woman's responsibility 
to look good for her husband and that when he comes from from work, she should like greet him at the door. And if the kids and her had gotten messy or if she had made a mess cooking or something, maybe like put on a clean outfit or something. Like seriously, this book yeah. talked about this and that it's her responsibility and that if her husband gets bored and maybe he wanders off or considers someone else that it's her fault. Yeah. Because she hasn't put enough effort into looking good for him. Yeah. That affected me so much. In the first few years of my marriage, I had to, like, my poor husband, I had to really work on dispelling, mm-hmm. like, a lot of those beliefs because that was not good. Yeah. Yeah. I think also something that we need to realize is, like, while now many of those ideas seem outdated to a lot of us, like, a lot of people probably listened to that and were like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, like, what we also need to realize is that that was the expectation at one point in time. Like, I remember reading something that was, I think I saw it online somewhere, but it was a picture of a printout that had been in a women woman's magazine. And it basically said, when your husband comes home, greet him at the door with a smile Make sure that the floor is nicely swept and have a pork chop waiting on the table for him. <laughs> a pork chop specifically. Yeah, it said it's specifically a pork chop. So well, while we know that that's not true, we know that men do like to eat things other than pork chops. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is that in our society, that was the belief. It was you were supposed to always present yourself as put together um, it used to be a thing of like women getting up before their husband did to make sure they had their makeup on before their husband got up. Yeah. Like never even letting your husband see your face without makeup. That's intense. So, but then if you think about you're like, yeah, like as time has gone on and with generations, we've gotten away from some of those ideas, but then you have to ask yourself what remains of those ideas that subconsciously just inherently gets passed down. And I think that's where some of our always having to look perfect and like those pressures that we put on ourselves, that's where they come from. Yeah. So I think that like identifying some of those lies and calling them out and saying like, you are a lie, I believe. And no, that's not the truth. This is the truth. And this is what I choose to believe is a big way to taking some steps forward to not believing those lies anymore. Yeah, because the truth is, if we believe those lies, even mm-hmm. if we, like, uh, logically know that they're not true. Oh, yeah. If we're subconsciously believing them, whether we realize it or not, if we're not living up to those expectations that we have in our heads mm-hmm. subconsciously, there is a shame, if you will, or, like, a, we beat ourselves up for not hitting yes. the mark. And that affects us more than I think a lot of us know. I agree. I think a good practice actually for everyone is to spend some time thinking about what your own thoughts are. Like, you know how we just have these constant subconscious thoughts going in our day? So like, try to like actually pay attention to your subconscious thoughts. And like, when there are some that pop up that you know that aren't true, because we do, we tell ourselves lies all day long, then you can stop and tell yourself no. And it, so much of it is retraining the way we think. 
Yeah. Kind of going off of that, I think another lie that women can believe is that if you do enjoy making yourself nice and Mm -hmm. putting on makeup and doing your hair every morning, that makes you vain or you care too much about what you look like. Oh, yeah. I definitely had this. And this is something I only realized recently was that I had this misconception and I don't know somewhere along the way I picked this up, but I had this misconception that if you were the kind of girl that like always liked to be put together, you were a certain kind of girl that you did not want to be. Like it was a very negative connotation. Hmm. That's interesting. So isn't it interesting how we both have these two different perceptions at the same time. Like, one, you have to be put together and, like, be perfect. But also, if you care too much, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And what is caring too much? Because the way we look is such an expression of ourselves. So that's a really good point that you just made. Every single person is so unique, and the way that they express themselves is unique. So there's no such thing as too much Mm -hmm. or too little. Yes. If you don't ever wear makeup and you don't ever do your hair, it doesn't make you a slob. For sure. I know for me, like just recently, I've started doing a few things that just make me feel better and more confident. Um, It can be things like doing your nails or whatever you want. But like, you don't have to feel like you have to do certain things in order to be put together enough for society. But also, if you want to do some things like do nails or wear makeup or like do fun hairdos or wear a cute dress that's maybe a little loud or or what some people would call loud, but you think you love it, you know, like those things, it's okay. And you don't have to think you're being over the top because you just need to be you. Absolutely. One of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my entire life was when I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was somewhere with my family and I had picked this outfit out. It was like a little skirt and a jacket that matched. And they were like kind of like almost a corduroy material. Okay. And was corduroy in style at that point in time? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. But um, I had like put together my whole little outfit and I put it on and I felt so me in it. Mm -hmm. And But... An older person, like, uh, that could have been my grandma, Uh told me, Alma, you always look so unique. You look like you. And I don't know, you know, looking back, I was 12. I took it as such a compliment. And I still view it as that. I don't know how she meant it. I assume she meant it kindly. And she was complimenting me. Mm -hmm. But to this day, it's one of the best compliments of my life. Because that's the way I look, the way I dress, even the glasses I pick out. Mm -hmm. They're all an expression of me. Yeah. That's definitely something I'm still figuring out is my style and what I like. I feel like I've tried... A variety of styles in, like, my life and just trying to figure out what I like and what I'm comfortable in and what's an expression of me has been really awesome. And discovering there are some things that I like that I never thought I would like, but when I wear them, they make me feel so confident. Yeah. And, like, it it can just be a certain style of dress even. It's just all about finding what is unique to you that you like. Yeah, absolutely. I think that when we feel like ourselves, yeah, 
we feel so good. Yeah. It's not about copying what other people do. Yeah. And sometimes it, like, like you just said, sometimes it takes a while to find what we Mm -hmm. are really comfortable in. And then our styles change. Oh, yeah. Too. Over the years. I definitely dress differently now than I did when I was a teenager. I mean, that's going to happen. Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) When I was a teenager, do you know what my favorite pair of earrings were? They were these huge earrings that were, like, probably about as big around as an orange, and they were hoop earrings. And now... Those are not my style at all. But when I was a teenager, I loved them. And they made me feel confident. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But like now, I'd be like, no, that's not me. <laughs> like, that's not me now. Yeah. And that's also okay because it was me then, but it's not me now. And it's okay to change. And I think so many times we also believe the lie that we have to like pick one thing and one you and then that's it and you can't discover anything new about yourself as time goes on but you can yeah because we grow yes that's the point we want to grow yeah that's the goal yeah I mean we might be 80 before we're like our most authentic self yeah (laughs) like it might take us that long I don't know yeah So I guess the thing that sticks out to me is that there's a couple of basic truths that really dispel all these lies we've talked about. And that is, one, that beauty is not defined by all these different things. Beauty is actually defined by authenticity and who you are on the inside. Those are the things that matter. For example, like when you're looking for a life partner, those are the things that they should be looking for. You don't want a life partner who's only looking at what you look like on the outside. You want one who sees you for who you are, Mm -hmm. your real authentic self on the inside, and that's what's appealing to him. Because that is what really matters. Because your outside looks are going to change so much. But the real you, the you that you are, generally stays the same. Like, yeah, there's parts of it that ebb and flow, but like that is what should attract you to somebody. Yeah. And also just the the thing, do what gives you confidence. And so when you get that lie in your head of, oh, I feel too extra right now, say, no, this makes me feel confident. And that's good. Absolutely. Like, like, don't believe that lie of like, Alma, don't be so confident. (laughs) Don't, don't believe that. I'm not saying that you, Alma, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. We want confidence. Yes. Confidence is beautiful. Even if it intimidates other people. If we're confident, even if it intimidates other people, Mm -hmm. hopefully even if it intimidates them at first, it can kind of like stick in their brain. But she was really confident. Mm -hmm. um, And it can show them that they can be confident too. um, And it's okay to be confident. Yeah, because I think often what it actually is, is not so much that they're intimidated. It's that they're kind of envious and they're like oh I wish I could be that confident but being your authentic self like we've said before it inspires other people and it inspires other people to be more confident like what are things that have made me more confident seeing other people do the things that made them feel confident and being like oh I'd like to try that thing yeah and then I do that and it's like oh look it made me feel more confident yeah. Like, that's how it works. And and tying this back into friendship, if you will, is that when we surround ourselves with friends 
who, when we're confident, they're not trying to tear us down. Yes. When we're confident, they're building us up. They're, if we lack confidence, they're trying mm-hmm. to instill confidence. Yes. They're always supporting. and Which kind of leads into uh, something that we've discussed before, and that's the mental effect of other people's opinions. Yeah. It can be really hard to not take just that weight of other people's opinions on yourself and to carry it along when really you need to just let it roll right off of you. Yeah. If, if you're being your authentic self mm-hmm. and someone else thinks, oh, you're too much, it's hard for us to, because we all struggle with wanting to be liked. And so it's really hard for us to not look at that and say, oh, it's that's true. I am too much. Yeah. Instead of realizing that is one person's opinion and opinions are not truth. Yeah, I know. Like for me something that has weighed on me in the past, and sometimes I still find myself doing this, is somebody once made a comment about how I have a really loud laugh. And so sometimes when I laugh, I catch myself being like, tone it down, Crystal, tone it down. Like, don't laugh so loud. And then I'm like, you know, our laughs are just our laughs. Like, that's not something we decide. Like, if you think about it, your laugh is God-given. That's true. Like, what? Think about that. Yeah, it's my own unique laugh. Yes, exactly. Nobody else laughs the same. And it expresses, not usually anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. We could try. Right? But then we would just be imitating. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's just like lots of things like that. Yeah. Yeah, when we laugh, I mean, it it expresses the joy we're feeling and the happiness. And I know whenever I tell my my the jokes I love to some some of my brothers are always like, Ugh, Alma, why? Stop telling these jokes. I'm like, I do not care. Like, or even I'm sorry, like I even love like them. our husbands sometimes. <laughs> That's <They're> true. Like, <laughs> why do you like these jokes? <laughs> I don't know. But they make us laugh and they make us happy. Yes they do. Um so yeah, and if if a certain hobby makes you happy, but no one else understands why it makes you happy. Like, our hobbies don't have to make sense to other people. If someone's, I think, oh, that's interesting. I struggled for a long time with believing that if I wasn't good at something, Mm -hmm. um, that there's no need to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. If I can't master that and rock it completely, then there's no point in trying. Yeah. We don't have to be good at everything we do. If yeah. you enjoy it, and if you're just a mediocre crochet, do you say crocheter? I don't know. How cro- crocheteist? I don't. I don't know what you say. But if you're just mediocre at crocheting, um, that's okay. If you are having the time of your life, then mm-hmm. go for it. I think that something here that comes to my mind then is think about it like this. Let's say you were talking to a little kid. And the little kid tells you, I really like crocheting, but I'm not very good at it. What would you tell them? You'd say, keep going. Like, keep trying. You'll get better as you go. But then when we're talking about it as adults, we tell ourselves, like, oh, you should probably just quit. You're probably not going to get any better. Yeah, you after know? my fifth blanket has turned out crooked, maybe maybe this isn't for me. There's always the sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth blanket. You know? uh, it might take the twelfth blanket. Who yeah. knows? I mean... I like to knit, and I've knitted a couple of blankets. I like to knit scarves. You know, I just keep it simple. But, like, 
there's always something on every project that turns out a little wrong. You know, drop yeah. a stitch here or there or something. But, like, does that mean I should just quit? I don't no. think so. No. But I think sometimes some of these things, when we're carrying the weight of other people's opinions, yeah. sometimes it can be good to ask yourself, what would you say? So if, it, if your kid comes to you and says that Sarah on the playground at school has been telling her, your hair is really funny. And then she's like, every day she's like, but I don't like my hair. What would we tell her? We would say, don't listen to Sarah. She doesn't know what she's talking about anyway. Your hair is you and it's unique to you and it's just perfect for you. We would encourage her. Yeah. But then when it comes to ourselves and someone says, oh, your hair always kind of has that funny little flip to it. Every time you look in the mirror, you're like, oh man, that funny little flip. (laughs) You know, like you you repeat those things to yourselves instead of telling yourself, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, my hair is unique to me. And, like, maybe there are some of those things that we don't like. Like, that's okay. It's okay to not like that. But have grace for yourself in those things. And don't keep, don't carry the weight. Don't carry all those things people have said around with you. Yeah. Like I said earlier, opinions are not truth. Exactly. And if you think about it, have you ever seen, oh boy, have you ever seen what happens when you tie a bunch of pop cans to a dog's tail? No. They don't like the noise. And so they go running. Okay. So. Okay. Like there were these bad dogs that kept coming and killing our chickens when we were a kid. Oh. And they wouldn't stay away from our property. So one day my dad caught one of them and he tied a bunch of pop cans on a string and he tied it to the dog's tail. When that dog started going to go home and it hit the road, the noise that the pop cans made just made it go even faster and it scared it. Okay. It didn't come back for a while. Well, if you think about it, some of those opinions that we carry with us, it's like a pop can on a string that you carry behind you. And then eventually, all the noise of all those opinions that you're carrying with you is gets so loud yeah. that that's all you're running from, is that those negative opinions, and you're letting them define you and define the direction you're heading in. That's a good metaphor. There is so much noise yeah. from other people's opinions. Yeah. And as we grow... And we're working on changing some of our misconceptions Mm -hmm. and we're uh, being our authentic selves, no matter what other people think, we're still going to have bad days and it's going to take time. I mean, no person is ever going to be perfect, no matter Mm -hmm. how long they've done it. Um, And so I think we need to have grace for ourselves in the process. We need to have grace for ourselves when it's taking longer than we thought it would And when maybe like I've fallen into in the past, when I have started comparing myself, then I'm like, no, Alma, don't compare yourself. And I Mm -hmm. kind of beat myself up for comparing myself. And then I'm beating myself up for comparing myself. Yes, So it's like a negative fueled by a negative. It's not not great. So to end that cycle, like, okay, no. Actually, we touched on this in the last episode saying like, that is something that I have struggled with, Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing to change it. Yeah. That was just a moment. It does not reflect on who I am going forward. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I haven't grown because 
look at who I was six months ago. I don't even recognize myself. Mm-hmm. We can grow and change so quickly. Um, and every little thing we do can impact that. Yeah. So every little time that we say, no, I love my laugh. It expresses the joy and mm-hmm. happiness I'm feeling. No, I love my hair. It fits my personality. Yeah. Um, and every time we, maybe we stick a sticky notes in random places throughout our house mm-hmm. to remind ourselves when we're around the corner to, to look at one thing we appreciate about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time we put even something little into our brains, we're changing ourselves. We're yeah. forming a new habit. We're forming new pathways in our brains so that our brains are quicker to think good things mm-hmm. about ourselves and about our lives than they are negative. Yeah, because you can. You can actually, like, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but you can retrain your thought patterns. Yeah. Your brain is actually very teachable. And I think often it's just that we think that we can't. Yeah. Well, I'm always negative. Well, I'm always down on myself, and that's just how it is. No, that's not. Have grace for yourself in that and realize it is something that you can learn to do differently, but you need to be patient with yourself and be consistent with yourself also. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of my favorite resources for learning about how you can rewire and retrain your brain is Caroline Leaf. Yes, Um, yes. She has several really amazing books. Yeah, she has a lot of great stuff. Yeah. I think we also need to realize how much of a toll our mental state can really have on our bodies. Just like if you think about it, if you're constantly beating yourself up or you're down on yourself about different things, then, or especially like your appearance, if you're down on yourself about your appearance, that can take a toll on you physically. Our mental well-being has so much impact on our physical state. Yeah, it does. Like, it really, really does. Our body systems are so complex. Everybody thinks of your mental state and your emotional state and your physical state being three different things, but they're actually one complex system and it's all tied together. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I'm not going to try to understand how it works. I would like to one day. I will have to keep studying, but it is very interesting. Yeah, I don't understand either. Um, I don't work at NASA, so. <laughs> Someone uh, mentioned that I must really think highly of NASA because yes. I have uh, referenced them in both of our previous podcasts. I don't know. It seems like a pretty dream job to work with yeah. outer space, you know. I guess it got, it, it became I, clear that, that I think that. <laughs> yeah, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um. Speaking of what what we were saying before, there has been experiments done. You can do this experiment in your own home um, with plants. You can Ooh. put one plant, plant the seed, and then another seed, the same exact seed. You need a control. You know, when you do an yeah. experiment, you need a control and then whatever you want to test, however many tests yes. you want to do. So you can do a control, and that is a plant that you do not say anything to. And then the other two plant, you can do two more plants. Um, this is how I've seen the experiment done. Okay. And one plant, you speak only good things to. You say, you are beautiful. You're such a good plant. Uh, you're so strong. You're growing so well. And then the second plant, you say horrible things to. That it's 
very ugly. You're so stupid. You're a horrible plant. You're too tall and skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Grow some leaves, you beanstalk. Also, this makes me think of, you know, my sister really has a green thumb. I don't know if she talks to her plants, but she definitely likes to give them attention. And her plants do really well in her house. Like she'll, she said, she'll walk by a plant and she'll just like reach out and touch it and kind of gently stroke it. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, she really does. Yeah, she, her plants do thrive. Yeah. I should ask her to do a, a control where I think that would like test. go against everything she believes. I know it would, but I should be like, like, don't talk to that one and don't touch it. Yeah, I don't know if she would agree. <laughs> Only give it water when it's absolutely necessary. Don't talk to it while you water it. If she's listening to this, she's probably cringing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so people have done this experiment, and the the results are mind blowing. You yeah. have the control. Very normal looking plant. Your uh, the plant you spoke good things to, very healthy, thriving, and the plant you spoke bad things to is a very sickly plant, mm-hmm. and it just is kind of crazy and goes. I mean, I don't know. That just blows my mind how much words affect even plants. Because yeah, if it affects plants that much, think about what it's doing to your mm-hmm. brain. The words we speak over ourselves can have so much effect. Because when you say something out loud and you also hear it, that's a couple of ways of learning. That's a really um, good point. Because there are several ways of learning, and one of those is auditory. One is to say it, and one is to like write it. Are, are there more? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah to so, see it. Right, so if you write something down, not only did you write it, but you'll also see it. And if you say something out loud, not only did you say it, but you'll also hear, hear it. it. Yeah. So sometimes if you say something out loud and also write it down, that is a really good way to put those truths back into yourself and to retrain yourself because then you've done all of those things. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I think also kind of just keeping a perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know one thing for me that ha- has been kind of, Something that I've repeated to myself over and over again mm-hmm. is that nothing is permanent. Yeah. My life will not look the same in a year from now. Because I know myself, I tend to get stuck in the rut of thinking that something is permanent. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm going through a hard season, it feels like that season's never going to end. And so for myself reminding myself and putting into perspective that our lives change so much just in the course of a year. And we all know how quickly a year goes by. Mm -hmm. We're always like, oh, this summer flew by. Oh, oh my gosh, it's winter already now. You know? Oh my gosh, my baby is already one and a half. Yeah, for real. And so our lives can change so much in the course of a year and nothing is permanent. Mm -hmm. And in general, for the most part, everything always gets better. Mm-hmm. If we're, especially if we are pushing to be better, if we are pushing mm-hmm. to grow and we are bettering ourselves yes, and we're putting good things into our brain and body, mm-hmm. then things can't help but get better. Right. Because continuing to take positive steps forward can only lead to positive things. Yeah. So even, even like, don't get discouraged if you're trying to you know, stop thinking some of these negative things because it takes time. Yes. And it takes time after time of you saying, 
no, I am choosing to be positive about this. I'm choosing to not believe that lie. I'm choosing this. And every time you stop that thought, you're taking a positive step forward and that every step is a step closer to thinking more positively. Yes, that was very well put. Yeah. So I think a lot of what we're trying to say is just that something we've been learning We're not perfect at it, but that we wanted to share is to just have grace with yourself because you are a growing human being. Mm -hmm. You're always, your mind is always changing. Uh, We never want to be in a fixed state um, and we don't want to not be open to new ideas. Yeah. We always want to be flexible and we always want to be open to new ways of doing things mm-hmm. and seeing things, even yeah. open to seeing other sides of stories and situations. So because we're human beings, we got to have grace for ourselves. And mm-hmm. the more grace we have for ourselves, the more grace we're going to extend to other people. That oh, is yeah. just a matter of fact. If yeah. you are judging yourself extremely harshly, it doesn't matter how amazing the people are around you. You're holding yourself to a really high standard, an unrealistic standard. You're mm-hmm. going to hold the people around you to an unrealistic high standard as well. And for me, there are people in my life who are so gracious. Mm-hmm. And I refer to them as angels. I mean, mm-hmm. I have one particular, uh, I call her like my adopted grandma. And mm-hmm. I'm still, she may be an angel on earth. Like, mm-hmm. She is so gracious and so kind in anything you say to her. She never makes you feel like what you said was stupid or um, that you don't have a right to feel that way. Mm -hmm. She weighs everything and allows you to be your own self and is so gracious towards how you're feeling and values how you're feeling. Yeah. And is just so kind. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's the kind of person that, like, when you're driving down the road, like, I still do this. I've tried to stop. But, like, if someone um, is driving too slow in front of me, I tend to, like, get upset or impatient that they're going too slow. Mm -hmm. And she's the kind of person she's mentioned before that, like, oh, it must be, like, an older lady or a new driver. They must not feel very confident in their driving yet. But she's being very understanding she's of them. She's being extremely understanding. And it didn't even cross her mind to be impatient with them. And I'm just always like, seriously, like, are you an angel on this earth? Like, so there are, when when we're around gracious people like that, mm-hmm. we feel so loved and valued. Yeah. Um, and so that's so much more fun to be around than someone who is holding themselves to such high standards that they can't help but hold us to high standards as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that you'll find as you're on your journey to being more authentic and being more real and just all of those things, like as you become more authentic and real with yourself and more authentic and real with other people, you'll find that more people will want to be around you. Yeah, and you'll value their authenticity and their realness as well. You'll see more value in that. Yeah, when you value yourself more, you value other people more as well. Yeah. Yeah. It increases your empathy Mm -hmm. and your ability to see things from other people's perspectives. Yeah, 100%. Having grace for yourself also is important when it comes to looking back on things that have happened in the past. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that I believed 
you know, four or five years ago that affected the way I treated other people. Mm -hmm. And now my beliefs have changed. And I used to look back on my previous actions and really um, be upset that I acted that way Mm -hmm. or ashamed, if you will. And I think part of having grace for ourselves is being able to look back on that and say, that's where I was. That's what I knew at that time. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's how I acted. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good person. I think if anything, it's a testament to how much you've grown and how much you've changed. Um, yeah. But we have to reframe it and we have to have grace and we have to be okay with who we were not being who we are now. Yeah, I think it actually, you talking about that reminded me of somebody that I follow on social media. He has a lot of followers, and he recently said that he got a message from someone he's followed for a long time and really looked up to. He was really excited to get a message from them, and he opens it, and they were messaging him because they came across a video or something. I'm not sure. I can't remember what it was, but they came across something where about 10 years ago, he had made fun of somebody's name. They had heard it, and they were very hurt by it. And, you know, he said he didn't realize it was their sister, but also it was something that he would never say now. Mm-hmm. And he said to be hit in the face with who he was 10 years ago was like, oh, ouch. And he said he apologized. You know, he thought about not even sharing it. He's like, I don't want to sh- talk about that. I don't want to talk about that publicly. But then you kind of come to the realization of like, that's not who I am now. Like mm-hmm. you said, you've grown, you've changed. And he's like, that was who I was 10 years ago, but it's not who I am now. And I can look at that and I can own that and say, yeah, that was me. And I am so sorry for the hurts that past me caused you, but that's not me now. Yeah. And know that I'm going to like, this has refreshed this in my memory and I'm going to take this with me as I go forward to be even more intentional about those things. Yeah. And so I think that's something too, like when we're reminded of the things we've done in our past, we can use that and take it with us going forward of being even more intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a one of the big problems with cancel culture is oh, yeah. if people are dragging up things that happened years ago, like you said, you're not the same mm-hmm. person anymore. And so to cancel someone, air quotes, cancel someone um, it, do, it doesn't account for change. No, it doesn't account yeah, for change exactly. at all. It, it's one thing if someone has chosen to stay that way and they mm-hmm. refuse to grow and they are still causing harm to people. That's oh, yeah. one thing. That's a totally Cause, separate cause thing. Because that, that is a thing, yeah. too. And also, I feel like that's another thing. Like, If there are people who are consistently negative in your life and... It never changes, and it's always this being down on you. Don't mm-hmm. listen to it. Brush it off. And if it's a toxic, that's what you call a toxic relationship. If you can, it's honestly best to distance yourself from toxic relationships because it's not helping the other person, and it's not helping you either. Sometimes you just have to make a hard choice there for the benefit of you and everyone around you, especially if you have a family and you have children. Like if you're at the place where you have children, you have to think about the things that affect your kids also. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes that means cutting ties with toxic people, not just for your own wellness, but for the sake of your children too. Yeah, absolutely. We we always want to be surrounding ourselves with people who are also open to change and open to growing Mm -hmm. and bettering themselves. 
Yeah, I think the big word here is boundaries. Yeah. And I know, like, how I grew up, like, that word seemed to have a really negative connotation. But Mm. I think, actually, it's a very healthy word. And it's a really good thing. And I know when you talk about boundaries, especially in our culture, it feels so selfish to set boundaries and to, you know, put yourself first, so to speak. But by doing that, you're helping not only you, but everyone around you. Yeah. And it's actually important when you make boundaries and you stick to them, it allows you to get your whole mental space into a healthier place. Yeah. When we are not down on ourselves, when we are not feeling badly about ourselves, we are kinder and loving Mm -hmm. to the people around us. It's just matter of fact. Yeah, we can uplift other people instead of our own negativity weighing other people down. Yeah. Yeah. I love learning about all this. I think that if I ever go back to school, it'll Mm -hmm. be for psychology. What? Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness, we've never realized that before. It's so interesting to me to see how our brains function. I love watching documentaries about these things. People have discovered so many cool functions of Mm -hmm. our brains and how our eyes process things and all these Mm -hmm. things. There's a lot of really fun documentaries to watch. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, I recently watched a documentary about how um, they fix steel work together. Okay. Yeah, it was really riveting. (laughs) (laughs) I did not really see that one coming. (laughs) I snuck it in there. You did. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But, so yeah, I think um, at the end of this episode, we kind of just wanted to address... A lot of lies that women believe about themselves Mm -hmm. and kind of just give you another perspective to combat those lies um, and kind of just remind you to have grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. We have seasons and we change and we grow. Every single season is okay and every single season has its beautiful moments and its bad days and that's okay. Yeah. Just like the world has seasons, so do people. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, If you guys don't already follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us at The Friendship Bread. Send us a DM. We would love to hear what you think about um, our episode. And if you have time, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Or share it with your friends. That would be great too. We are so thankful that you guys are here. Thank you so, so much for listening. We hope you'll be back next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Bye.